Words are coming out of my mouth. Josh Fendrick has spreadsheets, and Chris Sims is holding a football. Oh, it's, it's gambling business time. as usual. That's the three of us in a nutshell. We got our cups, Sims and Lefko, sustainable, yep, eco-friendly. I, I peed in mine today to pass my drug test. Well done, and Josh and I are having a little cafe mocha. Half I go hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. You don't put coffee in yours no. anymore. Just, I never did oh. the cafe mochas. Wow, I'm the only hot one chocolate that guy on Thursday. Coffee. You don't put coffee in yours anymore. That's such like a that Side is self. You don't put coffee yeah. in your hot chocolate. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you know what? what? I don't want to waste any more time. Let's do it, Josh. How did we do last week? Let's start there. Because we really haven't oh, talked official numbers yet. You're right. All right. Yeah. Again, I was in Vegas. <clears throat> you were at home. Yep. And you had your picks done that morning? I did mine in a hotel. But where did you do yours last week? Got With it. Toto in his lap. Yeah, in the kitchen. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's see how Hotel Lefko did against home living room Chris. Is doing your picks in a hotel? Like, is that some like, wow, I did my picks in a hotel? Well, depending on what you tell me is where I'm going to pick my, my picks He already week. knows what's coming. I may right. rent a room rent just a to room make my for the picks night before. next Thursday. Heading into last week, the records. Sims, 81, 75, and 4. Lefko, 76, 80, and 4. Sims, last week you went five and ten. Gosh. Lefko, you went ten and five, meaning we are all tied up 86, 85, and <laughs> That's four crazy. in the record. I went one five week. and ten. I just want to look just to see what I did, even just picking you the game straight up. You got every game wrong at four o'clock Sunday night and Monday night. Wow. Let's see. I just want to see. Wait, so yep, of course I picked Pittsburgh. Yeah. You picked Pittsburgh Washington. Pittsburgh and Indy didn't cover. Yeah. Arizona didn't cover like we thought they might. Right. And then you had Green Bay and Tennessee. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, the and then your big one, your biggest bet, though, was you lost Washington on Thanksgiving. Yep. Looking at the bank accounts. Because this is what really matters. Heading into last week, you guys were tied at 160 apiece. Which I want to say something. I looked back at week nine of last year. It came up on my timeline. At this point last year, or a few weeks ago... We were both minus thousands of dollars. Right. So, like, at this point last year, you were, like, minus two-something, and I was minus two-something. And now we're both in the positives heading into this week, which was good. Am I in week, the positives? You are not. No, week 12, right. <laughs> Sims, you lost 600 bleacher bucks. Lefko, you made 300 bleacher bucks. Wow. Bringing our totals in the bank accounts heading into week 13, Sims, minus 440. Lefko, plus 460. That's and that amazing. means I'm now up 900 bleacher bucks and we're what? squared. Now, Sims, one week. It's not all bad news for you. Yeah. You did have a 5-0 and guaranteed to lose week. The Falcons, Raiders, Jets, Cardinals, and Dolphins all lost, so you're 46 and 14 on the year in guaranteed to lose. Lefko 2 and 1 in Lefko's locks last week. Only did the Thanksgiving games. Uh, Thanksgiving games. Got the Bears, got the Saints, lost Washington. Yeah. Washington pissed me off. Jordan Reed, that was 15 yards. That would have been a touchdown. That would have been a cover. Yeah, that would have that was huge. It was. So that's where we're at. Any okay, questions? Cool. Yeah, I have one question. He's just I've never seen him look at the numbers this much. I'm actually I'm not even looking at the numbers. I'm trying to remember who I picked. Just I'm interested. I went five and ten on the, the spread. I'm trying to look at back now and just go, wait, how did I do just picking the games outright? That's what I'm really trying well, to do. Well, I at would right say now. your biggest thing yeah. is look at all the big spreads where you said out loud, I think it's too many points. Right. As a gambler, that's what I'm telling you right now. You thought it was too many points for Washington, too many points for Atlanta and New Orleans, too many points for Oakland and Baltimore, too many points for L.A. and Arizona, 
and that kind of bit you in the butt. Yeah, you're right. Have was... you noticed how he's just been dropping the last couple of days? As a gambling guy, as a gambler, right. I can tell you this. Yes, right. Well, look, yeah. Tony Kornheiser calls me a gambling the gambler, guy. The gambler. Uh, all the post-match pressers, they're all talking about me as the gambling guy, and I'm going to lean into it. And as somebody that went up 900 and went 10-5 and five last week, can, I think I've earned it. that title. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I'm going to lose that title this week. Well, because I'm a thousand percent so. going six and ten this week. We're right. surely hoping so. You guys ready to start gambling? <laughs> Let's do it. First game of the week, Thursday night football. We already did the preview yesterday, so we're going to keep this real Long quick. Long preview here now. I got a lot of things to say about Spreading this. Spreading this game, New Orleans minus seven and a half. Sims, take it away. Um, okay. Uh, great game. Really a lot of uh, intri- intriguing matchups on both sides of the ball. Um, two things, I think, that jump out to me, Okay. Uh, this would be my two main points without getting too deep in the weeds here. The Saints surviving the initial surge from the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to come out like rabid dogs. I yes, really do believe that. Jerry Jones talking about the Super Bowl, all that. This is a measuring stick for them. They're trying to show that they truly are an NFC contender, not just the NFC East contender. So uh, I will be interested just to see if the Saints can withstand that surge. If they can withstand that surge and only be down by a score, they're going to be sitting pretty. But if they like that surge happens and they're down by 10 or 14, game's going to be very interesting. I really think what it all boils down to, right, it's just one thing for me. Um, both, it's, it's an even matchup up front on both sides of the ball. It really just comes down to, can, if the Cowboys want to win the game, can they throw the ball in the Saints? Can they, can they do it consistently through the game? I don't think they're going to be able to just run the ball down the Saints' defensive front seven. It's good. It's deep. It's got everything you want yep. in it. Um, I really have a hard time believing that. So I just look at it and go, can Dak Prescott drop back, have a good night? Can they make enough big plays? Because I do think Dallas's defense will slow down the Saints. Um, but slowing down the Saints is what? But what? How many points? Twenty-seven. Right. I mean, basically, right. And so you got to need Dallas to score more than nineteen. Exactly. You know, or yeah, or yes, right. And I'm just talking about just the game in general right now. So yeah, I have a hard time. The Cowboys can slow down the Saints, but I mean that by okay, yeah, they keep them under thirty. Great job. So now can we say that the Cowboys are going to sit here and score more than twenty-four on the Saints? Right. I don't know. That's too questionable. So I'm betting. I'm going a hundred dollars. On the Cowboys. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. Um, I think the Saints win 27-21. Okay. Um, so I have them winning by six points. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I just think the Cowboys... I think the Saints are going to control this game. Gotcha. I almost see it's like a 27-14 game with the Cowboys' late score kind of thing. All right, so everything that we said yesterday is sensible, and it's the reason the New Orleans Saints should control this game. Mm -hmm. If Dallas wins the game last night, here's what has to have happened. Turnovers, sacks, and then big disrupted plays. You look at the Saints' only loss this year, it was the season high in lost fumbles, two, and sacks, three times Mm -hmm. that has to happen against Dallas I look at New Orleans and I go man they've been on a tear the last few weeks here are the pass rank defenses that they face the last three weeks 26 28 31 Atlanta Philly Cincinnati those teams in sacks per pass attempt 28 22 25 Teams that are not good at defending the pass, not good at getting after the quarterback. Dallas is 12-7, and seven, respectively. 
I even looked up how is Dallas home after a Thanksgiving game. They're 4-0 the last four times they've played. Mm. They're used to it. How many times has Dallas sacked the quarterback at home versus on the road? At home, they get four a game. On the road, two a game. It's at home. On the season, in five games, Dallas has turned the ball over two times at home. On the road, eight times. Right. If Dallas protects the ball last night, sacks the quarterback, and finds what I'm trying to talk about in the past tense, yeah. Yeah. that's how they win that game. And I am predicting the Dallas Cowboys to win the game 27 to 26, and I am putting $50 on the Cowboys. <laughs> I have talked, uh, I, I realize this. When, when I have sold myself on something, I am only going to look up statistics to back that point. So I am very biased. I'm just saying this right now. My main thing is, it's a home Thursday game. Let's not forget that. Sometimes it's beautiful. Yeah. And the good thing is, it's a full week. I'm, that's why I'm excited for the game. The way Dallas is talking about it right now, too. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. It could yeah. also be bad. It could go bad. Look, no. I think the Saints could easily win this game by 30. I'm just saying, I'm picking them to there, win. There's down. no way they'll win by 30. Good. There's no way. You don't have to worry about that. It's it's really right in this wheelhouse. I don't think you're crazy for picking the Cowboys to win either. I think there, there's no way they're going to get sacks on this group, right. like you're saying. But if they get three, but they could that's get, a lot for the Saints. They could get coverage sacks. That's where I look at it. We're being. I do think this secondary in Dallas, I mean, Byron Jones is made to guard Michael Thomas. Yeah. I mean... That's going to be a fun Either little way, matchup. Either way, seven and a half is a lot. It is a lot. It yeah. is. For a team that's at home and going to play with insane amount of energy. This is like Titans versus Patriots is what it feels like to me. Yeah. All right, guys. First game on the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday, the 6-5 and five Baltimore Ravens on the road visiting the 4-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons. Spread in this game is Atlanta minus 1. It opened as Baltimore minus three and yeah. has now swung all the way to as high as Atlanta minus one and a half. We have minus one as our spread. 96% of the money is going on Atlanta right now. Why? Let me go first then. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think it's because you look at their... I'm going first. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Josh. Do your thing. Ravens are having their first road game in a month. Right. Carolina was the last time they played on the road. Right. So they've had two home games and a bye week. Both running backs missed practice on Wednesday. Gus Edwards and um, Collins. Collins, not Collins. It might have been Collins too. Okay, I think it was also the other one. Boris Allen, Tony Jefferson could also miss this game. Ravens are feeling themselves after beating Cincinnati and Oakland. Atlanta lost on prime time, even though they moved the ball really well with New Orleans mm-hmm. and really could have been tied in that game. And Atlanta is a different team at home. Right. So I think that it was, you know, you started off that minus four and it swung really heavy. I'm just going to make my pick. I actually have the Falcons winning this game, 26-24. But I'm only putting $50 on Atlanta because I do think that Baltimore is the better team overall. I think it's just this is a Baltimore team that's been in an incubator for two weeks against really bad defenses at home. And I think now you're playing an Atlanta team whose defense is not that good. But... It's a Baltimore team on the road against a high-flying offense. So I think it's just it's an interesting game. I will say this from the gambling guy perspective. If this swings to two or three Atlanta, I would go back to Baltimore because I have Atlanta winning by two. So Baltimore was favored by four early in the by week? Three. By three. By three. And then it swung all the way now to one and a half to Atlanta. And you think those are the reasons why? that that's? I think if you're making the argument for Atlanta, yeah, that's right. the argument that you would make. Gosh, okay. 
So you're clearly on Baltimore, so let's hear it. I, I am on Baltimore. I, I think this is a scary matchup for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they're in danger of being steamrolled in this game. That's the way I look at it. I mean, the, the Browns and the Cowboys, you just look at those two games alone, and I'd go, oh, and the Saints last week, what happened? Fucking road grade session. There's one fuck for you. Actually, there's two now. So that's where I would be scared for Atlanta. This is upsetting, if you're good, the Atlanta take. Well, I just don't even understand that. I don't know. It's not the take. I just don't understand the line sometimes. But that's where I would worry about you know, Atlanta in this matchup, you know, they're, they're endangered of being steamrolled by an offensive team that is in steamroll mode right now with Lamar and Edwards and Edwards being banged up will be a big deal. If he can't play and be at a hundred percent, that hurt, that would hurt me. Um, but also to that, to like to what we talked about too, Lamar Jackson's been pretty good in the pocket. You don't need to reinvent the wheel to throw against Atlanta. You know that Atlanta's not going to give you a lot of complicated looks as is anyways. So I guess that's where I'd worry about it. Flip side that to, to, hey, Atlanta's offense is very good. I know that. But they have not played a defense like this all year. You know, this is like... Not even Dallas. No, not just because of the scheme creativeness here is where they go above Dallas, and right? my thought was... They don't have the pass rushers. As someone that bet on Atlanta, right. I thought Baltimore has also had problems with team speed this year. Yes. Carolina, Cincinnati taking the edge. They want you to smash it. And right. Atlanta's not trying to play that game. Yeah. That was my other thinking point. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 a good point, I guess. It really is. Because when I hear you right? talk about Baltimore, yeah. you always talk about them like they're Evander Holyfield. Right. Or George Foreman. Right. Where if they get inside on you, you're screwed because they're going to overpower you. And then it's these teams that can kind of float around and all of that that I find like creates problems for them. Yes. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm just curious. That's the view no, I always get when yeah, you talk no, about Yeah, no. I mean, there's definitely, if there's a weakness to their defense, it's still front seven speed, right? Yeah, that, there's no question about that. If they can start getting the edge and doing that against them, then yeah, it, it That's will be. That's my thought. It would be trouble, certainly. Uh, I just, I think the Baltimore Ravens are. Kind of got it going right now. Their secondary is healthy. I think they'll be able to match up at times when they need be. But I think the simpleness of Atlanta's offense still not being that great is what scares me at the end of the day. Hey, I'll, I'm, I'm betting $100 on the Baltimore Ravens. Makes sense. I'm picking the Ravens to win the game outright. I just think they're a tougher, kind of more physical and more creative right now on both sides of the ball. That's where I give them the advantage. Yo, believe, I'm shocked to hear that swing. That's, that's where a I was lot just of like, I, and what's what sucks is you never know if it's like a few big sharps that are throwing a ton of money and swinging the line because right. they see a mess up, or if this is the public throwing a lot of money. Because if the public's moving it that much, I'm with you. Like I'm, the, I'm fading the public hard, but for it to have such a drastic move, yeah, that's interesting. To try really and get is. money bet on Baltimore. It kind of put my antennas up, and I was like, I'm going to join this Atlanta train. Let me right. just see. I don't think I missed anything else. All right, I'm good. Let's go. All right, next game at what 1 o'clock score on there? Sunday. Oh, I went 24-20, Ravens. All right, we'll have the same yeah. room. Next game at 1 o'clock on Sunday, the 6-5 and five Carolina Panthers on the road visiting the 4-7 and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Spread in this game is Carolina minus 3.5. Weather on Sunday in Tampa High of 83, partly cloudy, 81% humidity, Sims. Ew. Yeah. Definitely do that because there's a few games where the weather is a huge part of my pick. All okay. the outdoor games, I'll have weather. Awesome. All right, cool. Um, all right, I, I think that would be as easy as this. I mean, this is a huge game for the Carolina, Carolina Panthers who are on a, a three-game skid here. 
uh, and have not looked good. I, do, I, I, do I worry about the Panthers' D in this matchup? Of course I do. I mean, we've seen the last few weeks, if you have a quarterback with some people on the yeah. outside, they can get burned. Fitzpatrick dropped 20 exactly. a few weeks ago. Dante Jackson gets hurt, and, and now you got Corn Elder running down the field with Mike Evans. Okay, well, good luck with that. So that's what scares me. I think the only thing that saves Carolina in that matchup is just the fact that Tampa can't run the ball. So Very Carolina, well right, Carolina doesn't have to put too many eggs into the stop-the-run basket, which I think they will play pass-heavy early on in the game pretty hard. Um, so, yes, there's definitely an advantage in the pass game from that, from that standpoint of the Bucks' offense. I think if you just switch it around, I mean, I don't know how the Bucks stop the Panthers. That's really where uh, just I get into it and just go, man, you know, the Panthers offense, they they do a lot of good things. They have big moments. Don't even be fooled by the 20 to 19 loss against the the Lions. I mean, they moved the ball up and down the field. They missed field goals. They blew a lot of situations. Same thing last week as well. So, I just look at it from that standpoint and go, I don't trust the Bucks in general, and I certainly don't trust their defense. And um the Panthers are in danger of losing their playoff seating. I just think they're playing for something more here. So I'm betting $100 on the Carolina Panthers, and I'm picking them to win the game 34 34-24. 34-24. 34-24. So I went back and looked at the last three games in Tampa between Cam and Jameis. Right. Cam went 2-1. and one. The two wins were by 14 points each. But both quarterbacks have been super sloppy when these two teams have played Mm -hmm. in Tampa. Cam is only averaging in Tampa in those three games 171 yards per game. Hmm. He had four touchdowns, four interceptions, and sacked five times. He has not played well really in any game there. Jameis in those games is averaging 233 yards per game, three touchdowns, seven interceptions, eight sacks. So this is a very sloppy game to me. Just it has a tradition of being that way. Yep. Carolina has owned Tampa. 8 and 2 in their last 10, 7 and 3 straight up. It's just one of the teams in the NFC South they own. But the thing that scares me about this Carolina team as I mentioned last week and correctly predicted they score over 27 points is they're a different team on the road. Like, really bad on the road. Mm -hmm. Slow against Philadelphia. Slow against Washington. Got their ass kicked by Pittsburgh. They're 1-6 straight up and against the spread in their last seven road games going to last year. I am picking the Carolina Panthers to win 31-24, and I am putting $50 on Carolina because I am afraid of Carolina as a road team. And Tampa Bay is one of those weird teams like Buffalo that when they have a home game and it's a little bit humid, it gets a little bit weird. So I'm joining you with Carolina. I'm only doing 50, even though I have them as a seven-point winner. I you're going to see I have a lot of those this week where I go, well, my team picked the spread, but I'm there's a few things that scare me about putting a lot of money on it, and yeah, I don't do it. Yeah, if Carolina's at home, they're winning by 21. Yep. They're on the road, not so much. Well, we've just seen, you know, even the games you mentioned, it just it's hard to trust Carolina right now. The games they've lost, they have found a way to screw it up, other than the Steelers yeah. game where they were just outright beat. But the other ones, it's we can all go back to those games and go, 
you know, like last week with the f- no conversions, yeah. interceptions. If, in the they, end zone, if they judge scores based on total yards and not points, Carolina might be undefeated right yeah, now. Yeah, right, right. All right, guys, next game at 1 o'clock, the 8-3 and three Chicago Bears on the road visiting the 3-8 and eight New York Giants. Spread in this game is Chicago minus 4.5. Weather in East Rutherford at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Showers in the morning, cloudy in the afternoon. High of 59, Sims. High of 59. Okay. Um, all right. So it sounds like we're not going to get Mitchell Trubisky, right? It's going to be Chase Daniel at quarterback uh, for the most part in this one. Um, I think when I start there, hey, it's hard to really trust the Giants' defense right now and the way they are playing football. I mean, they're a disaster. Uh, you know, I don't know what other what other way to say it. Uh, they don't do a single thing well. That, not really. I, I agree. They have nothing to hang their hat on. They're, they really don't. Um, can't get pressure on the quarterback. Let up your yards rushing. Let up big plays in the pass game. Really one of the disappointments of the year in the whole NFL is the way their defense is played. Now, the Bears' offense. Rams, by the way, applaud them for letting go of Alec Ogletree. They did a good job. They that was a smart pulled one. the cord at the right time. Exactly right. Um, I think the – yeah, the – so – but the Bears' offense – like Chase Daniels was not good last week. It wasn't okay. it was nothing special. I mean, he missed a lot of plays and a lot of throws and people were open and they had chances a few times just make plays and kind of really put Detroit in a bad spot and he didn't do that. So, I guess I worry about that aspect a little bit, not to where I think they're going to be stopped, but just whether they can take advantage of some of the big plays that are there to be had, right? Then I flip it over and I just look at the Giants and I I I you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I would certainly say this is the best defense the Giants have played this year. I knew they played the Cowboys early on in the year and had to deal with that, but again, what I go to in these Cowboys defenses defense wasn't the Cowboys defense back then. Exactly right. And what what I think is different about this defense too is the Bears are you know, they're they're a game plan specific defense too. Like, you know, like I talk about with Baltimore, some of the they can play man to man, but they can also get you in certain formations and drop people all of the right areas and their breakdowns of offenses are very good. So they have a little familiarity with Shermer there. I think their pass rush should be an issue for the New York Giants throughout the day. I just have a hard time seeing the Giants winning this football game. Of course, I'm betting $100 on the Bears. I think they win 24-17. to 17. So one thing I did was I looked back at last year, week 13. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm picking a lot of blowouts. I just want to see what it was like last year. Mm. Last year, week 13, there were six games decided by 16 or more points. Mm-hmm. Five of them were by 20 or more. Mm-hmm. And nine of the 16 games were by double digits. Mm-hmm. Because I believe, and Josh asked me this, what does that even matter? It matters to me because at this point of the year, we're no longer finding ourselves. We have a pretty good sample size of who these teams are. They know what their identities are. And I feel like in week 13, you're either pushing for the playoffs or you're sitting your ass on the sidelines. Pretty much. And I feel like that's when these teams start to separate themselves. Yep. I went back and looked. How did Odell do against Vic Fangio the one time that he faced him? Right. Vic Fangio clearly focused on him because he went 5 for 46. Yeah. Now, Sterling Shepard got 11 targets in that game. Right. 5 for 50 and a touchdown. I imagine that's how the Bears are going to play it this time. Focus on Odell. Focus on Saquon. Hope Khalil Mack can get to the quarterback. They're going to own the interior part of the Giants' offensive line. Without question. I mean, Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman are going to be tossing around Will Hernandez like a salad. After they blew the game to Carolina, the Giants, mm-hmm. where they had the successful comeback and then it slipped away. Right. The next game they got blown out at home by the Eagles and it really wasn't competitive at all. Right. 
They just blew a comeback against the Eagles. Yeah. Chicago is coming on 10-day rest. So now, with one game of all the jitters out for our man Chase Daniel, right. and not having to, to figure out the, the first-day reps. Remember, they didn't even practice before that Thursday sure. game. Right. They were just doing walkthroughs before Thanksgiving. That's why my Colt McCoy Redskins bet was stupid. It, it makes sense. But now... Chase Daniel has another 10 days as the starter. And he's probably known the entire time, you're probably going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. I have the Chicago Bears winning this game 32-12, to 12, and I am putting $150 on the Chicago Bears. Ooh, that is the sound of Saquon being tackled by four guys. <laughs> like, Rush, Khalil Mack's holding on to him, do the sound again, and Saquon's like... <laughs> and he can't get free. Saquon is going to be a caged bear on Sunday. This is this is a this is the by the way, did you hear the Francesa rant blaming everything on Odell? Saying that he hasn't heard any story ever since Odell's been here, it's been awful. It's not Eli's fault. It's not the coach's fault. It's these diva wide receivers that don't win anything. And he goes, You know what Odell's record is since he's gotten here? Twenty nine and forty one. Because I always associate win loss record with wide receiver. Well who doesn't? Yeah. yeah no, I think Frances, it's because you're defending Eli because he's paid your bills for 15 years, and Odell didn't show up to a charity breakfast one time, and you're very upset. Next game on the one o'clock slate: the four and seven Buffalo Bills on the road visiting the five and six Miami Dolphins. Spread in this game is Miami minus four and a half. Opened at Miami minus seven. It's down to four and a half now. Uh, weather in Florida on Sunday: high of 83. Cloudy in the afternoon, 82% humidity, Sims. Okay. Um, uh, Bills are one of my favorite teams in football. Just want everybody to know that. I love their ugly style of play and just mucking a game up. And, of course, I like Josh Allen, too. But I'm, like, such a fan of Sean McDermott. I'm, like, truly fanboy. You know what's great is Sean McDermott looks like an Irish boxer in the 30s. And his football team plays like that. Exactly right. He looks like somebody in person. You go, I think you're a boxer. He looks like somebody that he would get pushed at a bar and he'd go, one second there, lad. And, like, take a sip of beer and be like, you're in for a rude awakening. Yeah. He really does look like that. Uh, me and Lefko had you an experience. You take my eye, I'll take your nose. It's like, calm down. Me and Lefko had an experience like that at a bar three years ago. Yeah, I had to stand up for Josh. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Get That's it, actually, it. it's not the story, uh, but go ahead. Sims. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay. The Bills going to Miami. Uh, the first thing I, I just go, let's go Bills offense versus the Miami defense. Well, we know the Bills offense. It's not real versatile. But the one area they have a chance in in this game is the fact that I do think they're going to be able to run the ball on the Miami Dolphins. You know, the Miami Ro- Dolphins run defense is absolutely abysmal. And it's something that the Bills can do somewhat well, especially with Josh Allen at quarterback, too, because you do have to worry about him on bootlegs or keeping the ball on the read option or something like that to where he can threaten that backside even more. So that alone gives them a little more chance than normal on offense because it should help open up their pass game to a degree. Now, what scares me on that side of the ball, though, is this. Still, you know, the Bills' O-line... Um, trying to block these edge guys for the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't have enough big guys in the middle, but they do have a wave of pass rushers on the edge. I mean, they're really one of the few teams we've seen in the last six to seven weeks even get close to Andrew Luck on a consistent basis like they did last week. So that's where it can be interesting in that matchup. But can the uh, Dolphins' offense do anything against the Bills? 
I mean, that's really what it is. And Especially I, if Drake's banged up. And... Right, right. Where I get into that is just going, man, okay, we've talked about McDermott a million times. If you have a simple offense, he is going to have his guys all over your crap. So I get worried about Miami and their lack of, you know, inventions in the past game on the offensive side of the ball. And, of course, the, the Bills – are awesome on defense. I mean, the only time the Bills fall apart on defense is just when their offense is so bad in some of those Derek Anderson games and Nathan Peterman games that they were out there every 35 seconds again and they just kind of fell apart and got worn out. So I think this is a very close football game. I'm going out on a limb here and picking the Bills to win the game. I'm putting $100 on the Bills. I think this is the type of game... I think this is the type of game, though, they can make really ugly and win a 17-16 type of game down in Miami, and Josh Allen can make two or three plays with Shady McCoy that gets them over the hump. Let me read you the last one, two, three, four, five, six games that the Miami Dolphins have allowed in terms of rushing yards. Mm -hmm. 118 to Indy, 195 to Green Bay, 80 to the Jets, 188 to Houston, 248 to Detroit, 164 to Chicago. It's unbelievable. It's the last six weeks. That's unreal. And like the New York Jets had no offense at all. It was like Josh McCown's first game. Right. Um, got a lot of stuff here. Dolphins are four and one at home. Wild crap has happened for the Dolphins now at home for them it really to get to has. that seven-hour game against Tennessee. I right. keep bringing it up. The Chicago Bears game where the ball was bouncing. Oakland really dominated Miami the entire game, and a few big plays happened. Right. And then Miami beat the Jets at home. So those are their four wins. So it's not that in- interesting. Sean McDermott last season against Adam Gase. Mm. Bills versus Dolphins. Again, it was a weird year for both teams. But Sean McDermott swept them 2-0. But in both games, around the third quarter or fourth quarter, Buffalo was leading the first game 24-6, and they were leading the second game 22-3. It was late scores in both games that made it look more respectable. But in both games... Sean McDermott diagnosed Adam Gase's offense in a second and said, I'm taking away this, I'm taking away that. Yep. Buffalo's turnovers is up there. They're one of the most turnover teams in the NFL. But I looked. In the six games without Josh Allen, they have 16 turnovers. In the five games with Josh Allen, they have five turnovers. Oh, he's such a rookie. He's so all over the place. Can't trust him. This is the Buffalo team Only that they in prime want. Time. <laughs> Buffalo and Baltimore are very similar. Our defenses are going to figure you out. We're going to pound you with the run. And we have a very athletic quarterback that's going to take the edge when you make it available. I have the Buffalo Bills winning this game 23-20. to 20, And I love the plus four and a half. I will be honest. I had a lot of money. I took a little bit to put somewhere else. And then I took a little bit off to put somewhere else because it's still Buffalo. So I'm only betting $100 on Buffalo. But I love the plus four and a half. Yeah, I hear you. And I think I'm going to make them a left go lock, I mean, which it, is crazy. The only thing I look at is just going and just, um, yeah, can the, if the Dolphins can run the ball, that's, a, that's their, only, their only hope. And you know what's funny? Even if they can, they're going to use Frank Gore. So I'm really not worried about yeah. it. 
But did you say Drake is banged up? What's Drake's issue? Drake came out of last... I have him on my fantasy team. That's why I know. But he's gotcha. questionable. He sat out of practice. Oh, with his sh- wrist or whatever. Something, something like, like that. that. Shoulder. Shoulder, Shoulder it was. Okay. Limited in Wednesday's practice. Yep, the, th- the thing with Miami is... Should play. If they don't get the, the blocked punt or the or the 70-yard touchdown, their offense just doesn't have a flow. No. They really don't have any identity. And Buffalo's going to just take away a few main things and say, let's play in a box. Right. Yeah, All I right, like guys. Buffalo a lot. Next game at one o'clock here: the six and five Indianapolis Colts on the road visiting the Allen's three and eight notes. Jacksonville Jaguars. Spread in this game is Colts minus four, and the weather in Jacksonville on Sunday it is a high of eighty with eighty six percent humidity. Okay, very humid in Florida this week. Very humid. It's called climate change. Um, okay, here we go. You're loving me today, aren't Take you? Take it away. <laughs> uh, floor is yours. Floor is mine. Okay. Um, Colts are a banged up football team. I know that. That's what scares me a little bit in the matchup. I mean, both sides of the ball. Banged up. Banged up. Banged up. Marlon Mack could be out. Yeah, go Jack ahead. Doyle is out. Right. Uh, Darius Leonard's banged up. Right. Um, oh, their injury list has been like 14 people long. But before you keep going, Jacksonville, yeah. Jalen Ramsey could miss the game. Right. Leonard Fournette is out. Yep. Cody Kessler is starting. Yep. So, which... And they just lost uh, Norwell. Right. So, Norwell being out, huge. Of course, Fournette is the best player on their offense. That is huge. Cody Kessler, improvement. Okay. So, now we go to that. Colts, can they move it on the Jags? I mean, I think they can move it on the Jags. Yes. I don't think it's going to be easy with or without Jalen Ramsey. It's not going to really totally dictate... You know how I look at this game. This Jags defense is still really good, but I do think at the end of the day, with uh, the newfound balance attack that the Colts have, their ability to pass protect, that they should be able to make enough plays in the pass game because we know Andrew Luck will stand there all day and and wait for people to get open down the field. Now, I don't think they're going to come up with some of the big plays we saw a few weeks ago in that game where Jacksonville busted some coverages. I would have a hard time thinking Jacksonville gets caught by surprise with some of that stuff this time around. I really would. So I do think that the, the, the Jags defense will play better. Now, on the other side of the ball, yeah, the Jags should be able to move the ball. And even without Fournette or Norwell, should be able to move the ball in the run game to keep them honest. They're going to have the three-step drop pass game, which they can't really do with Blake Bortles. Uh, Cody Kessler, we saw the last time he got in. That's what he did, really, the first you know drive. He did, went right down the field, got the ball out of his hands, and they called a number of plays that they really don't ever call with Blake Bortles because he's not capable of doing them. So I think that's where it can be interesting. But, of course, the Jags, they're weak. The, everything they've had, the firing of the coach, the benching of Blake Bortles, not knowing if Ramsey can play – all of that, and especially with no Leonard Fournette. There is no freaking way I'm picking the Jags to win the football game. I think they give a spirited effort, uh, certainly. Um, and I'm picking them to cover the spread. But I do think the Colts win the game 23-20. to 20. Mm. Mm. How, much? How much? Oh, I bet $100. So the last time Andrew Luck played in Jacksonville was not 2017 it was 2016 mm. so it wasn't the magical defense of last year right Colts lost 27 to 30 Andrew Luck threw for 234 yards two touchdowns one interception and was sacked six times the Colts have also not been on the road in over a month right all these games have been at home Andrew Luck has 11 interceptions this year seven of them are on the road so that dome Marlon Mack maybe not being there 
Jack Doyle. Remember, Eric Ebron was the one that squeaked out against Jacksonville last time. He's not squeaking out anywhere. I look at this also as a short Colts win. You said 23 to 20? I did. I'm going 22 to 19 Colts win, and I am putting $50 on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I, I don't expect the Colts to go down there and just run over the Jacksonville no, Jaguars. No, 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 no. And especially being that banged up, especially with Jacksonville blowing the amount of assignments they did the first time around, because it will be a little more buttoned up. Look, I think you can look at the first game between the Colts and the Jaguars two ways. You can go, wow, the Jaguars really got back in that game just dumping the ball down to running backs. Well, that's going to be a better part of their offense because TJ Yeldon played a lot and he's going to play a lot this game and sure. they're going to be at home. But I also look at the Colts offense in that game Two plays to Eric Ebron where he was completely wide open. Yep. A catch in the back of the end zone by a backup tight end who it's still arguable if he caught it or not. Right. Close and one. and the Colts were, you know, they were not solid with a lot of their execution either. I still say this. Jordan Wilkins' fumbling problem could be a big issue against the Jaguars, and I'm not 100% set on Naheem Hines. I just think that a lot of the weapons, if Doyle and Mack are out, it's a lot of weapons missing for the Colts. Yep. But if Jalen Ramsey is not there, I have a lot more confidence in T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm with you. All right, guys. Next game on Sunday, the 4-6-1 and one Cleveland Browns on the road visiting the 8-3 and three Houston Texans. Spread in this game is Houston minus 5.5, Sims. Yeah. Okay. So, um, hey, the, the Browns kind of got it going right now, especially with what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. We've talked about it a lot. Their offensive line is very good. They found their run game. They, they, they really are doing a good job of, designing plays and things that Baker Mayfield does really well and putting that on the offense. It's all it's all great. I just don't see the Browns being able to run the ball on the Houston Texans. As 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 much as I like this Browns offensive line, it's really good. I think this front seven for the Texans is pretty special. I mean, they got everything you want. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you want to get big, well they can get giant. I mean, you want to get quick, well they can they got more hybrid linebacker slash DN guys than any team in football. So I look at that and go, okay, there's a disadvantage to the Browns. I don't think they can run the ball. Now in the past game, you know, the Texans kind of let up some pass uh big plays in the past game from time to time. They're they're not immune to that because they will they go for the kill at times with what they do on defense. They try to totally smother you, and you know, therefore somebody might be streaking wide open down the field because they put too many eggs in. Oh, we think they're going to do this concept in this formation, and they get burned by it every now and then. Uh, but uh, I think this is unlike really any defense Baker has seen to this point. With just as multiple and as unique as they are, not only with the front seven, but the coverages on the back end. And, you know... I think on the other side of the ball, I just go for the Cleveland Browns. I think Houston's offense is just too balanced for Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is admirable in some areas, but certainly not special. I know that. And I and even though they have Miles Garrett, they do not get to the quarterback. No, they they don't. And Miles Garrett's really the only guy that can get to the quarterback by himself without getting a scheme blitz or right. anything like that. Now, that would be the biggest thing in the game, though. 
There really will be. The only way I see the Browns winning this game, if there's a weakness to the Houston Texans, we've talked about their run game, you know, their tackles and pass protection. You know, last week it wasn't good neither against the Tennessee Titans, but we just saw Deshaun Watson move around and make so many amazing plays to get out of the pocket yeah. that we forgot, like, oh, he didn't really get sacked that many times. He wasn't under pressure. So I do worry about that being the game changer. But the balance the Texans have shown with running the ball, and then I know their pass game is not like reinventing the wheel, but it's good enough. Yeah, I think they're going to put, you know, uh, the Cleveland Browns in a tough spot in this one. So I'm betting $100 on the Houston Texans. I like that, Nikki. I didn't know where the hell that was going. Oh, Sean going. Watson rolling and I'm throwing and I'm going and I just don't think the Browns can keep it. Yeah, 27-17 Texans. Interesting. Interesting. I wrote down my first note. Yep. I don't think the Browns can do anything. <laughs> I call this a skirt game. Yep. A lot like the Ravens. You've been cruising for a few weeks against some bullshit defenses and skirt real defense shows up. And it's I have to imagine when you think you're clicking and then a team comes on the field that's at such a higher level on one side of the unit than anyone you faced the last few weeks, yeah. it's got to be jarring. It, it definitely is. Browns have beaten the Falcons and the Bengals. Right. And boy, they've putting up some points. 63 points the last two weeks. You know how the great philosopher Aristotle said? No. About three games a year, you really put out that primetime effort. Oh, excuse me. That was Phil Sims. <laughs> I believe the Browns did that last week. Right. Demarius Randall said, I'm going to give this interception ball to Hugh Jackson. The rest of this week, uh, Baker Mayfield's been responding to Instagrams and talking, defending his honor, right? Taking his eyes off the prize. Skirt! Here come the Texans. And it's not just the Texans. It's the Texans at home. Jeff Driscoll came in the game and went 17 to 29 for 155 and a touchdown. Right. Jeff Driscoll. Yep. I covered this guy in the Sugar Bowl and I looked and said, this guy stinks. He stinks. Matt Sims would throw circles around Jeff Driscoll. I look at this game and I have the Texans winning 27 to 17. It's our first ever shared score. Nice job, guys. But I'm putting $150 on it. Gotcha. Let me tell you about a team called the Texans, yeah. Let me go through the amount of rushing yards the Texans have allowed. It's going to make you look at your pick and make you feel so proud. 105 to Tennessee, 124 to Washington, 75 to the Bronx, 116 to Miami, and 70 to them Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> they held the Dallas Cowboys to 98 yards rushing. Carlos Hyde's going to go, Damn! James Jadavian Clown is a big boy. J.J. Watt, this is my bold social moments prediction. J.J. Oh. Watt is going to sack Baker Mayfield and then go to shake his hand and keep him at arm's length. He's doing this one for Hugh. <laughs> I think the Texans might even win this game by more than that, but I got a lot of confidence in the Texans, and I might left go lock them up. All Ooh. right. All right, guys, next game here at 1 o'clock on Sunday, the 5-6 and six Denver Broncos on the road visiting the 5-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, spread in this game is Denver minus 5. Weather in Cincinnati on Sunday is sunny with a high of 61. Chris? Okay, um, 
Cincinnati's offense, Driscoll, you just mentioned it, all those things. Stunk in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, <laughs> stunk in the Sugar Bowl. It's going to be a lot um, of Joe Mixon. You know, I don't even put into the stock of what he did last week either. I mean, the game was 35-7. Yeah. to seven. You know, the Browns are just kind of in let's get out of here mode. Uh, A.J. Green, his health status does give them a chance to a degree. You know, there is always a few chances to – throw big pass plays down the field on the Denver Broncos like we saw last week with Pittsburgh. I mean, they missed a few. They hit a 97-yard touchdown. That that will happen with Denver. They're aggressive. You know, they will have moments where they're going to put their corners in some some favorable spots if you got a good wide receiver. So that's that scares me a little bit. But the Bengals D I mean, what 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 do you like come on. I don't know what the, what there's nothing to say about it. There's nothing good um, they got two good corners. That's the only thing I can look at right now in Geno Atkins. Other than that, everything is very average. And let up a lot of big plays. And this is a Broncos offense that looks for big plays. I mean, this is not the Bron- – you know, the Broncos are not like, oh, check down Charlie and we want to go on 12-play drives. I mean, they're they're capable of doing that. But they want 40 yards out of Emmanuel Sanders, Philip Lindsay off the edge for 20. That's kind of how their drives usually go. So, yeah, because of that, uh, of course, I'm picking the Denver Broncos. There's no way in my right mind I would pick the Bengals to do anything here. So $100 on the Denver Broncos, and I think the Broncos <laughs> win the game 24-17. to 17. Mm. Mm. Uh, So it's going to be all Joe Mixon, and then can Jeff Driscoll hit A.J. Green on deep passes? Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can. I will say this, though. The Broncos are a different team on the road. Their one good road game was against the Chargers that do not have a home field advantage. What was the weather in this game, weather boy? Weather in this game, sunny with a high of 61. Don't call me weather boy. Thank you. Just remember to do your job. Okay. I did, actually. So I, when I came up with my score... I had the Broncos winning this game 20 to 16. Right. The main reason I have it like that is I believe the Broncos just came off of one of their games of the year right. with a win over the Steelers. They're going to there's no reason for me to like this. That's why I'm only putting $50 on the Bengals plus 5. I'm not even going to do a sound effect because I don't feel confident in that. Just my score came out that way. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just I'm seeing a sluggish Broncos team making the one o'clock trip uh, on the East Coast after beating the Steelers at home, and I just think that they're a different team on the road. And this is not a Bengals are going to play good game. This is a I feel like the Broncos are going to come out sloppy, and I think this is going to be the other side of Case Keenum game. Yeah, it could be. I I, I hear you there. There's definitely. I just don't have signs. faith in the Broncos. Like the, the Broncos are one of those teams where they beat these two gate teams. Everyone's like, watch out for them making a playoff run. I was like, perfect time to bet against them. Yeah, I, that's I just you. my mindset. Yeah, the Joe Mixon thing will be certainly. That's one of the, the keys only the way the Bengals have a chance. I mean, I see. That, yeah, and their their Broncos run D is it stinks. It's been good though the last four weeks. They've kind really? of corre- they've kind of corrected it ever since that. Not if they played Le'Veon Bell, uh, except that Rams game. I mean, they kind of have. If you go back through like their yeah, the ever Rams since game the Rams game, that was their second week of letting over two hundred yards of rushing. They've kind of righted the ship. They've stopped asking guys to do 
like like how I was talking about in the Jets game. Remember where the linebacker had to cover the tight end man to man and also be responsible for the B gap, and then the tight end would just release on a run play, and he's chasing after you know the tight end, and all of a sudden there's no one there for the B gap, and it's a forty yard gain, and they've stopped doing that stupid crap. So sometimes I go to this website Vegas Insider just to see how the lines are moving and where the money is going. Yeah, and the line started off at three and a half, which in that case I would have bet on Denver, but it's moved to five. Right. But the same way that it's moved from three and a half to five. Almost 80% of the money is going on Cincinnati, but most of the spread bets are going on Denver. So when I see that, I usually go, the Sharps are betting on Cincinnati, but more bets are coming in on Denver. So that's why I'm also – that made me feel more confident when I looked at my scores. Gotcha. All right, guys, next game at 1 o'clock here, the 10-1 L.A. Rams on the road visiting the 4-7 Detroit Lions. Spread in this game is L.A. minus 10, Chris Sims. Um, Okay. The Rams offense versus the Lions defense. Um, hey, the, Ram, the the Lions defense has straightened out their run defense to a degree with Snacks being there. Uh, his first game, I think his first game was like the Seattle Seahawks, which wasn't great in that one. But ever since then, it's been pretty damn good as far as slowing down the run. They don't get gashed like they were earlier in the year against the Miami Dolphins and some of those other games that they played. Uh, but I just have a hard time looking at this Detroit defense, who just doesn't have a lot of special football players, being able to slow the Rams down consistently through the game. You know, This Rams defense, I, I know Cooper Cup's no longer there. It doesn't matter. They still got weapons galore. They're extremely balanced. Uh, they've had a long time to prepare. I don't think they're the type of team that's going to come out flat uh, off of a bye week. I'm going to just rely on just some of the coaches I know there, their energy, the way they go about their business. I'm putting my faith in, in them from that standpoint on. And then I look at the other side of the ball, and, okay, it looks like we're going to have a keep to lead back, right, or no? He's Maybe practicing, next week? but probably next week, okay. it sounds like. All right, so either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I think no carry on Johnson – or him not being 100% is really, I mean, that's it for me. If there's any weakness to the Rams and what they do, it is like, okay, you can run the ball up the middle and smash mouth them. You know, Garrett Blunt's good, but he's not going to make that one guy miss to make a five-yard gain into a 25-yard gain like Karrion Johnson. And he ain't doing it in back-to-back weeks. No, I wouldn't expect that either. Um, so I, I just go, and then, you know, I'm excited to hear your score. There's just too much talent on the Rams over the Lions. I just don't know how the Lions can really keep pace uh, throughout the day and also keep people off of Matt Stafford's back. Um, And most importantly, there's no one in the pass game that scares you. Like uh, Kenny Galladay is a good player. We know that. But he's not going to burn people for like, oh, gosh, we got to put a safety over the top because he'll go 70 yards. So either way, I'm picking – the Rams for a hundred dollars, and I pick them to win the game thirty-one to twenty-one. I look at this game and I thought one thing and one thing only. Ooh. Sean McVay has an extra week to watch them on film. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay beats the Chiefs, then gets an off week, and then gets to play a team. Last year off of a bye. Rams had a bye, the Giants had a bye, and L.A. went into the Giants and beat their ass. Mm, yes, they did. That was the game where they converted a third and 33 for a 52-yard touchdown right. to Robert Woods. Right. I have the Rams winning this game 
41 to 14. Woo woo. And I am putting $150 on the Rams to cover the spread. Gotcha. This game. Yeah. That's Sean McVay going, how bad you want to beat them, boys? Bad. 41 to 14. Um, Carry on Johnson, Marvin Jones. No one to scare me on offense. They. I'm just. Not, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I hear you. I'm really not worried about it. No, no. I mean, I. I understand that completely. I mean, the only thing you got to worry about with the Rams is just that they're going to let up big plays. That's that's really all it comes down to. I mean, and that's that's and really their problem. I don't think that this offense for the Lions is designed to have big plays. No, like there's that. not a lot of people that are going to scare you. That's no. for sure. All right, guys. Last game at one o'clock on Sunday: the two and nine Arizona Cardinals on the road visiting the four, six, and one Green Bay Packers. Spread in this game is Green Bay minus fourteen, and it will be snowing in Green Bay on Sunday. Ooh, Chris, how will the Rosen one do in the snow? Mm. Um, okay, the Pack- snows in one. Packers defense or Packers. Yeah, defense versus the Cardinals offense. I mean, of course, we know the Cardinals offense is not special. Um, the Packers will play some man-to-man and give guys like Larry Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk to have some opportunities to run by or catch back shoulder footballs. You know, I like the Packers scheme. You know that. I'm a big fan of what Mike Pettin's done this year. But the big thing with the Packers where I look in this game, is just, I just they're not going to overwhelm the Cardinals. The Packers aren't going to overwhelm anybody on defense. They're just not talented enough. You know, you know, like we've said, I mean, Mike Daniels, I don't know what his status is for the game in general, um, but he won't be 100%. I know that. And we've talked about Jair Alexander earlier in the week and how special he is. But other than that, there's not a lot to, like, just love. Kenny Clark's good. He's not great. There's a lot of just good on Green Bay, but nobody really great other than Jair Alexander and Mike Daniels. Daniels out a few weeks, could miss the rest of the season. All right. So, yeah, that, that, that bothers me um, for this matchup. And then the other side of the ball – you know, Green Bay, um, I think Green Bay is going to have a hard time against this Arizona defense. I do. I don't think they're going to just march up and down the field. Listen, they got Aaron Rodgers, and we know he'll make a few plays. But I look at Arizona as being very similar to like um, like a Buffalo. When they get a clue of your offense and they feel like they got a beat on it, they are going to be all over some of your schemes. And you guys have heard me a million times tell you how simple Green Bay is, and I have a, I think that they're going to be all over their schemes. Added to the fact where, okay, teams are over their schemes a lot. Well, the other thing that would bother me in this matchup, you know, Aaron Rodgers can take over games. We know that. I don't think he can take over this game. Not against this pass rush in this front four. Chandler Jones is, other than Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt, is the third best pass rusher in the game. Marcus Golden's good. You know, Gunter's good. We saw Kim Dietschy sighting last week. So I think they're going to be able to get pressure with their four and contain Rodgers a little bit and keep seven. So at the end of the day, um, I'm betting uh, I'm betting with the Arizona Cardinals here. I'm betting $100 on it. I wanted to go hard. I want, Oh, yes, you forgot to migrate south, little birdie. It's a little cold up here in Green Bay. You're probably going to die today. Um, but... I'm picking the Packers to win 23-17. to 17. Mm-hmm. Yep. Since 2009, Rodgers 15-0 in December. 14-1 against the spread. Ooh. This year at home, Baba Yaga is 4-0-1 at home. Baba Yaga? Baba Yaga. John. 
That's his name, Baba Yaga. The domed cardinals come to flurry Lambo. And as the snow falls and the temperature skies towards the ground, so do the frozen wings <laughs> of a cardinal. This isn't about the Jimmies or the Joes or the X's or the O's. This is about the flurries and the snows. The reign of Aaron Rodgers begins right now. 31 10 Packers win $50. (laughs) Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Who's in John Wick? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves? Gosh, so you're another another one of your classics you're watching there? A lot of people love. It's top two movie all time for you? It's not in my top five. No? Okay. But the John Wick starts now. All right, guys, moving on to the afternoon games. 4.05 Eastern time, the 9-2 and Kansas City Chiefs back in action on the road visiting the 2-9 and Oakland Raiders. Spread in this game is Kansas City minus 15, Chris. All right. All right. All right. I'm pulling up the teams here. I don't know what to say. Um, Oakland, 2-9. and nine. Yeah, Oakland, 2-9. Uh, what and to nine. say? I mean, Andy Reid bye week. Raiders defense stinks. Um... Raiders defense is horrible at stopping the run. Raiders defense is horrible at stopping the pass. Hmm. Chiefs can do all of those. Hmm. Andy Reid against the bye. One more time. Just like to say that. Okay. Flip it over to the other side. Chiefs defense not real good. We understand that. But Raiders offense not real good either. Offensive line shaky. One thing the Chiefs can do is rush the passer. I do think they're going to get up early. Then the Raiders are going to have to pass block to get back into the game. I think that's going to lead to a disaster. And long story short, I'm betting $100 on the Chiefs. I'm chickening out throughout the week. I'm only betting 100 But I am going Chiefs 38, Raiders 21. Good breakdown. Chiefs 28. 38. 3821. Yeah. Since hiring Andy Reid, the Chiefs have gone 8 and 2 against the Raiders. And guess what the Chiefs just had, Chris Sims? A bye week. And how does Andy Reid do after the bye? Amazing. There's nobody better. 16 and 3 after the bye. <laughs> and he lost and he lost last year to the Giants after the bye. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, he Which did. means he's going to go five more years without losing. That was uh, when they got on their cold streak. I worried a little bit. Can the Raiders lose by 14 or more? What's going to happen? That seems like kind of a big spread. 15 points. Oh, no. The Raiders have lost seven games this year by 14 or more points. Mm-hmm. I am going the Chiefs 44 to 17. Mm. And I am putting $100 on the Chiefs. Wow, you're kicking out, huh? Chickened out. No, I had more games. I liked more. Oh, okay. You didn't like a 27-point victory, huh? <laughs> no, because um, 15 is a big number. Yeah. 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 You're beating a lot of by, points. You're beating it by 12. Yeah, I know. Well, I have other ones I like more. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Next game here at 4.05, the 3-8 and eight New York Jets on the road visiting the 5-6 and six Tennessee Titans. Spread in this game is Tennessee minus 7.5, Chris Sims. Yeah, um... 
the Jets offense, it, it is concerning, I think, overall right now. I mean, you know, oh, I just think this is a tough matchup with them against the Titans when I look at it. You know, the, the Jets, not really great in w- any one area on the offensive side of the ball. Also a little predictable on the defensive side of the ball. I always worry about with that with the, a guy like Dean Pease. So there he is. He doesn't really have to totally respect the run. Now he can uh, dial up a lot of defenses and coverages that take away some of the pass game of the New York Jets. If he needs to stop the run or get some pressure on the quarterback, what scares you on the Jets in the pass game anyways? And the Titans still have a solid secondary that certainly can match up from time to time and play man-to-man against this group if the Jets do have some success running the ball. Now, the Jets' D could slow down the Titans, too. I I do recognize that. Um, You know, the Titans are... I don't really know what to say about the Titans as, as an offense. I have a very not a good feel for what they are, really. I really don't. Uh, it's kind of big plays here and there. You know, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm kind of at a loss of words. They're all for, over the place. They are for, for what my take is on it. I don't know what I can really depend on. There's been weeks where they've run the ball well. There's been weeks where they've thrown the ball well. There's been weeks where they've done none of that together. Um, but either way... Uh, I, I just look at it and just think the Titans are the better team. They're at home, and I just have no faith in the Jets' offense in the matchup. I think the D can make the game ugly for a while, and it could be like a 17-14 type game. But then I see the Titans scoring late to kind of put it away somewhere in there, the mid-fourth quarter, something like that. So I'm putting $100 on the Titans, uh, and I'm picking them to win 24-14. to 14. So... For only the second time in three weeks, the Titans are home. And the Titans are a very good home team. They're just, when they're at home, everything's clicking. The defense is getting after the quarterback. Marcus Mariota looks comfortable. I also don't think the Jets have the passing game to take advantage of those secondary lapses that the Titans have. The one-on-one matchups or anything. And if Sam Darnold is back, which he might be, Mm -hmm. I don't know if if he's going to be ready for that right. on a road trip like that to Tennessee. The last two games, the Jets have also allowed over 200 rushing yards in both of those games, Buffalo and New England. So I don't know if this is a Derrick Henry game, um, but you know those happen like once a blue moon. It's like Haley's Comet. I have the Jets also scoring 14. I have the Titans scoring 28. And I'll be putting $100 as well on the Tennessee Titans. Sam Donald, you haven't texted Adam Lefko back. And because of that, you shall suffer a double-digit loss at the hands of my Titans. Your hair is wavy. I think your 49ers thing is, I mean, uh, not your 49ers, your Titans voice might be my new favorite. It is. Yeah. It's surpassed yeah. the Raven. Yeah. Uh, well, was, I've lost the Raven. Well, what was the other one? No, his Jaguar one is pretty good, too. Well, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. hasn't had a lot of opportunities to do it this year, though. No, I know, I know. I picked the Jaguars this week. <laughs> All right, guys, 425 on Sunday, the 2-9 and nine San Francisco 49ers on the road visiting the 6-5 and five Seattle Seahawks. Spread in this game, Seattle minus 9.5. Weather in Seattle on Sunday, high of 45, partly cloudy. Okay. I have a fantasy question for you after this. Okay. Um, So the Seahawks offense, I don't think is going to have its way with the 49ers defense. I think the 49ers defense actually matches up pretty good with the Seahawks as far as what they want to do. I mean, the, the 49ers... 
They keep a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. They play a lot of single safety defense. They're hard to run the ball on. They're a big physical group on the defensive front seven. So I look at it from that standpoint and just go, I don't think the Seahawks are going to be able to mash the ball down the throat of the San Francisco 49ers continually. Now, really, the big question there is just those one-on-one matchups I talked about on the outside. You know, Russell Wilson and those receivers, you know, the game can be – Not great on their side of the ball from time to time, but they seem to always strike with four or five big plays a game when they find man-to-man coverage and Russell throws a great deep ball or a deep crosser or wherever that may be. So I just think that the Hawks' offense could be, you know, hit or miss throughout periods of the game. I guess that's what scares me. Now, the other side of the ball, I I do, again— think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to run the ball on the Seattle Seahawks. I really do. I mean, Seattle got annihilated last week on defense. I mean, annihilated. Um, and I do think there's going to be certain things that Kyle Shanahan will be able to take from that game plan. The 49ers have to be embarrassed by the way they played last week, uh, their whole week in general. But, of course, I have no faith in either one of their you know fourth-string quarterbacks. So that, of course, is the big determining factor for me. Um I it's on the road in Seattle. I'm putting a hundred dollars on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. What was your score? You screwed it up, not me. Are you sure? Yeah, look at the tra- look I at the email. Transcribing your thoughts. No, look at the email. Look at our original right, email. I'll, I'll check yeah. it out. I am picking the Seahawks to only win by four, twenty-four to twenty. So the last ten in these two games, Seattle's won nine and one. The last six games for the Niners on the road, zero oh and six. The last six games in Seattle for the Niners, they're one and five against the spread. Mm-hmm. Last seven games for Seattle in general, five one and one against the spread. I don't really care. I looked at this game, and the score that I came out with was Seattle winning 26-17. to 17. That's nine. Mm. I'm putting $50 on San Francisco to cover the spread. <laughs> Just when you think you got me, I pull you back in. Here's my question, yeah. my own personal fantasy question. Yeah. I have two defenses that I could play. Seattle against San Francisco or Jacksonville at home against Indy. Ugh. Here's my thing with Seattle. My yeah. biggest fear, and it will get back to the game. This is a cover three press bail against Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. All he does is eat those defenses for lunch. Yeah. But it's still in Seattle with Nick Mullins. Right. But I'm looking at this game, and it's cover three press bail versus cover three press bail. Right. And I got to think that, like, Seattle's going to go, let's take a few shots at Richard Sherman. Yeah, I agree. Let's, 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 Let's put Tyler Lockett on Richard Sherman and see what happens. Right. But I don't know about Seattle's defense because it's Kyle Shanahan going to go. Because every time I look at a San Francisco game and I see one of their running backs, they all look like all-stars. They, they all look like Pro Bowls. They run the ball on everybody. On for the everybody. Right. Every time I look up, they're getting the edge. Yeah. But what do you think? Seattle's defense against San Francisco or Jacksonville against Indy? Woo. I mean, all the numbers say Seattle. Do they? All the numbers Think say about Seattle? It. It's Seattle at home against San Francisco or the Indianapolis Colts against a Jaguars defense that got beat by them a few weeks ago yeah. and maybe no Jalen Ramsey. I know, I know. I guess I would go Seattle too. But you're still worried about it. I, I, go, I worry about them on the run game. 
I really do. Yeah. I worry about the run game. And then, of course, like you're talking about with all the scheme stuff, the bootlegs and play action become so big after that once he can run the ball on but you, Kyle Nick Shanahan. But can Nick Mullen make those throws? I don't know. Not, consistently, no. He's going to screw it up. How does wide. Seattle defend tight ends? How does Seattle defend? Like George Kittle, to me, is the yeah. main weapon Oh, it's going to be an issue. It'll be an issue because of what he's going to do to them to stress them in the run game. It's going to put them in a tough spot. Yeah, I would think Kittle has a good day. I really would. But, um, yeah, I just – I'm with you. I think your thoughts are spot on. I think he's still got to go Seattle. I don't, I'm with you. I just don't know if they can trust – I don't trust Jacksonville. And how do you think a Kyle Gosh, Shanahan t- team bounces back from, I think, their worst offensive performance of the year down there in Tampa Bay only putting up nine? Yeah, I, I, mean, I would expect it to bounce back. I mean, I really would. They ran the ball good last week. Again, we did know that. Really? Yeah, they did. But, I mean, I think Breida had like – 120-something yards. Breed is pretty special, man. He's He is definitely a starting running back in the NFL. Let me just see really quick. Yeah. Last week, net yards rushing 148 against Tampa. There you go. How many rushes was it? wasn't even a lot either, was it? It was like 15, 17? 24 total rushing oh, okay. plays. It was 24. But they averaged over six yards a carry. Yeah. It's also so, Tampa Bay. Yeah. So I don't know, man. You're in a tough one there. You really are. That's a tough one. I'm happy with either. Yeah. Probably going to go Seattle, though. Yeah, just up. the home and the quarterback issue. Yeah. yeah. You made your pick, right? You'll I be did. more mad at yourself if you go the other way. You're going to be and mad then, if that And then I go, I go, of course, Andrew Luck threw three touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if, if San Francisco and Nick Beat Mullins has a good Nick day, Mullins. you're like, okay, damn. I didn't know who saw that coming. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's the logic. Did you well, see we my, did, unfortunately. <laughs> did you see my brain completely collapse when the words that came out of your mouth did not match the spreadsheet? Uh, I was watching you. Oh, my I, if God. you go back on like, video, I'm literally talking, going... Looking at it and going, what? Next game, 425, the Minnesota Vikings, 6-4-1 on the road visiting Are the Are we eight- just Niners homers and give Kyle the chance every week? I mean, I don't know. Have I picked a- with him a lot? I don't even know. Uh, week 12, let's see. I can tell you real quick. Uh, week 12, Sims. We you both put- took him over Tampa. That's yeah. obvious. 11. Uh, week 11, they were on a bye. Okay. Week 10, Still picked week 10, Monday night against the Giants. Sims bet on him. Yeah, but we got that right. Uh, you you bet the Giants. Oh, I got that right. You got yeah. it wrong. Yeah, because they they oh, covered. If by we like a find point, out right, right now that you bet on the Niners every week. That I bet incredible. you it's close. Uh, week nine, you both took Oakland and you were wrong. <laughs> Oh. That was the Thursday night game where everyone woke up Friday Nick morning. Mullins. Yep. I think I'm wrong on the 49ers every week. Uh, week eight, you bet on San Francisco minus one against Arizona. Didn't and they cover. Lost. They lost. Yep, you lost that I one. I Arizona. <laughs> week seven, Sims, you went uh, plus nine and a half. You both took them plus nine and a half against the Rams. Got that wrong. Because they got Damn. blown out at home. Uh, week six against Green Bay, you took them plus nine and a half. Got that right. You both hit it that on Monday night. That was a smart one. Yeah. Week five, let's see. So the one time you bet against them was Nick Mullins. Week five, you both bet him uh, Arizona plus four, and you hit that one. Oh, right. San Francisco was a favorite that game. Yeah. Let's see. Week four, Sims, you took the Chargers. Left okay. took uh, San Francisco, and, and he you got hit it right, that one. Yeah. Right, right. Wow. All right, so not every week. Not every week. Okay, next game here, the 6-4-1 Minnesota Vikings scout. on the road visiting the 8-3 and three New England Patriots. Spread in this game is... Oh, now I'm in week four. All five. right, let's go back to week Patriots three. Patriots by five. You yeah, idiot. Patriots by you five. idiot. And the show. weather in Foxborough on Sunday, 54 and rainy, Chris. 54 and rainy. Okay, perfect. Perfect New England weather. Um... 
All right, so Xavier Rhodes is banged up with a hammy. Right. Diggs and Thielen are kind of limited in practice with a knee and a calf, respectively. I know. They said it's a really mild strain, right, of the hammy of Xavier Rhodes. I mean, still, that's just that's a tough one. That's what I'm saying. It's your um, number one corner, and he's limping around off the field, and people are taking slow-mo pictures of his hamstring tightening up. Yeah, I, you know, those guys tend to usually over-exaggerate those type of he things. He also got beat on a play there. Yeah, exactly. I'm almost right. positive. He did. He did. He got beat on the pass interference early in the game, too. I love when um, they do that. But the only thing is, uh, okay, so Patriots offense versus Vikings defense. I mean, that's that's the showdown right there. Yeah, it's, it is. should be awesome. Uh, the Vikings defense matches up personnel-wise about as good as you can possibly match up against the New England Patriots, just as far as... Athletic linebackers and safeties right. to cover Gronk. Exactly right. Athletic Xavier Rose to go on Josh Gordon if he's healthy. That will be a stinker if he can't play because that would be nice to see that matchup. But you're exactly Edelman right. Will never run away from Trey Wayne. Nope. The run defense for the Jacksonville ja- I mean, not the Jacksonville Jaguars, for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings defense is it's really good. And we talked about it a little like on, top 10 on our Thursday. Category. It really is. And their defensive line has more depth and is a better quality defensive line than they've had in years past. So I think that's impressive. Um, the big thing, though, for the Vikings on that side of the ball is one thing to me. Can Mike Zimmer change it up? Can he change it up? That will be big. Did you see the three guys in the front of the Everybody line last week? Everybody talked about it. Right. I felt the same way about cool. that, the way you felt about Green Bay's offense. So, that was a nice wrinkle. Yeah. Now I need like 30 more. Exactly. So he's got he's going to have to do more. If he thinks he's just going to line up in two or three defenses all day long against the New England Patriots, it's going to be tough sledding. They're going to find ways to crack the code. I will say this. I don't think the Vikings are going to stop the Patriots' run game. I think the Patriots will run for over 100 yards. They will have a 100-yard rusher in the game. I think that's how good the run game is. I'm just going to say that right now. Now, the other side of the ball, it goes right back to that right there, okay? Can the Vikings run the ball on the New England Patriots? I don't know what you say to that, Lefkel. I got to see it to believe it. I'm not buying into it. And out of the fact where we've been saying for a while that this is not like the most complex passing offense we've seen in football out of the Minnesota Vikings, when you can't run the ball and then your offense isn't real complex and you get into some obvious passing situations, advantage Bill Belichick and Brian Flores. Okay? Okay. Okay, so I worry about that. And, um, yeah, I just think that the because they'll become one-dimensional, that the Patriots are going to be all over some of their pass game design. Added to the fact in big situations – Hey, Stephon Gilmore will be a handful for either one of these receivers, man-to-man. Stephon Gilmore, we don't talk about him because he's a New England robot, but he's one of the best corners in football. And nobody lives on an island as much as he does, or at least he's he's up there with anybody in the sport. Uh, I am going a $100 on the Minnesota Vikings. What? Yep. Hello, assemble. What's your score? 27-23, Patriots. Interesting. So the only time that Zimmer has faced Bill Belichick as coach of the Vikings was 2013. His first year there, Patriots won that game 30-7. to mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has only played one game in New England at all. It was with Washington in 2015, and he lost 27-10, to one touchdown, one interception, 217 yards. I see this as... 
the Cordero Patterson Revenge Game. That's his new thing. Two touchdowns for Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. Belichick walks over to him and goes, that probably felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Patriots winning this game 27-20. to 20. They don't get that field goal at the end. And I have $150 on the Patriots in Go this stop. game. Gross. Hey, that's some wicked hot chowder. <laughs> what I was like your, it, Nikki. Did you go 50 or 100? 100. Oh, Mackie and the Funky Bunch. Now, that's a good band. You know what band I love more? Bastin. Bastin. It's more than a feeling. Um, yeah, I look at this, and it came down to every week you tell me that the Minnesota Vikings are very simple in their attack. Yeah. And every week I go, man. If they could play a defensive coordinator that could figure it out, kind of like Vic Fangio did. Now, Vic Fangio's defense is a lot better. But also, when I look at the Vikings, the reason I bet so much on them last week against the Packers, and I felt confident, is they're a different team at home. They're a team that could have beat the Saints at home. They're a team that crushed the Packers at home. But on the road... Man, they look bad against the Bears. They It was all Kirk Cousins when they went to the New York Jets. They weren't that great against the Eagles. Right. I just think New England matches up really well with them. And I think in the end, New England's going to be able to diagnose the issues with the Vikings defense and then find a way to get it done. So I have it okay. 27-20. And if I can get New England at home in a primetime type of atmosphere, I know mean, it's not 8 o'clock, it's 425. It's prime time. Kirk Cousins will be ready to go because it's not primetime, everybody. Right. I just I look at New England and come on, man. It's Patriots time. It's time to put your money where the Patriots are. I'm not mad at you. All yep. right, guys. Sunday night football. It's gonna be because it's gonna be a two hundred and fifty dollars swing right there. Ooh. Sunday night football. The eight and three Los Angeles Chargers on the road visiting the seven three and one Pittsburgh Steelers. Spread in this game is Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Chris. Yep. Um, I think the first thing I start with just is the Chargers defense versus the Pittsburgh offense. It's not a very good matchup for me for my for my liking for the Chargers on their defense. Okay, this is um. I don't think I'm just trying to roundabout way. This is the mo- one of the most balanced offenses they've played this year. I'll just put it into that category. You know, of course, they're not maybe the Chiefs and Rams that are explosive ability. Uh, I understand that, but this is still an extremely explosive offense um, that is capable of running the football. I mean, it's not the best running attack we've seen. But we know they can do it. And I look at the Chargers, too, and just, hey, there's, there's, they're not the biggest team in the world on the interior part of their own line. The, the Steelers, I didn't say this to you yesterday, Lefko, but the one thing the Steelers need to do more is they got to stop running inside zone all the time. They need to start pulling DeCastro again and getting into that game a little you bit mean more. the best pulling guard in the NFL? Certainly one of them, yes. I think Andrews Pete has taken that title now. Okay. But either way, yes, you're, he's extremely good at that. And I think uh, they've been doing too much inside zone. But either way, the Chargers are going to have to respect that run game. The other thing that I look at the Chargers, everyone's going, well, what about the program? And I understand the program, and they're awesome, and I'm freaking fans of both of them. But, man, Pittsburgh... I mean, they're in the discussion for the best pass-protecting O-line in all of football. You got them at number two. I mean, they're amazing. 
I mean, it doesn't matter. Jacksonville, Denver last week. I mean, you didn't really hear Von Miller's name called last week or Bradley Chubb. I think Von ended up getting a sack, but it was like coverage sacks. I mean, Ben had some plays where he pumped faked against Jacksonville and the Denver Broncos like four times before he threw the ball. How about this? Yeah. The number one team in sacks per pass attempt is Indy. Number two, New Orleans. Number three, Pittsburgh. Number four, New England. Number five, Baltimore. Yeah. And I would say those are five of your top offensive lines. They're it's one of my there. favorite stats. Yeah. And there you go. Pittsburgh, number three. Ben always has time. Where do you look at that stat? NFL Jesus. It's on NFL Jesus. I'll show it to you later. All right, cool. Should teach me something. Um, it, okay. You have to get to this really complicated looking Yeah, page. that one. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So then- all I do is I just... Take a daddy cigar and I look at stats. <laughs> the Chargers offense, now, you, you know, you and I both think very highly of them. They can do everything. No Melvin Gordon, though. No Melvin Gordon. Eckler's good. He is good. He's it's, he's every bit as good in the pass game. They're not going to miss anything from that aspect. It's the between the tackles tough running where they're going to hurt right. or miss Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think the Chargers will move the ball all over the field on the Steelers, too. I really do. I just look at it like this. It's in Pittsburgh, okay? Um Pittsburgh's going to be a little pissed off with the way they played last week. Little. And I just have a little more faith in Pittsburgh getting one or two more stops than the Chargers on their uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I'm actually, okay, betting with the Chargers here. <whistles> right. $100 on the Chargers. There you go. Oh, 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 oh yeah. They cover, but I got the Steelers winning 30-27. to 27. I stayed very strict to my mm. point spreads this week. I'm getting back to basics. Steelers have begun to become a force at home. Their last three home games, they've won by 31, 15, and 24. Mm-hmm. They're getting nice and settled. No Melvin Gordon, and the motivation for each team couldn't be different. The Chargers steamroll the Cardinals, high-fiving each other, maybe sharing a daiquiri out there in L.A., really enjoying the old strawberry banana flavoring. Mm. Steelers lose a winnable game on the road. Angry Mike Tomlin. Nobody's going to rebound after a loss better than angry Mike Tomlin. And you know what time this is being played, Chris Sims? Prime time. Oh, eight, Prime eight, eight. time. Prime time. I hope Bill Rivers doesn't wilt under the lights. Because he has. Because in his last 10 games at night in the prime time. Chargers are 2-8. and eight. Oh, no. In their last 13 primetime games, the Steelers, 12-1. and one. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. They love primetime. Steelers win this game 31-23, to 23, and I got $100 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, baby. Clang, 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 Steelers. There may be a tariff on steel, but these Pittsburgh is going to be worth the cost of admission. That means that our two uh, two of our biggest disagreements of the week are four twenty five and prime time on Sunday night. Don't steal my bit. Move on to Monday night. All right, what, guys. What is it? What the Patriots Vikings? Patriots I'll, Vikings. I'll do it at the yeah. end. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. And that's actually my bit. All right, Monday night football. Washington six and five on the road visiting the five and six 
Philadelphia Eagles spread in this game is Philadelphia minus six and a half. Weather in Philly on Monday night is going to be, let me pull it up. It is going to be 62 degrees and rainy in the morning, but cloudy after that. Rainy in the morning, cloudy after that. Seems where you going with the Eagles and the... Oh, by the way, can I show you guys something? This was posted on NFL 13 hours ago. Check out the mustache on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my gosh. If that doesn't it. say we're going on a five-game winning streak, I don't know what does. That is so I horrible. Swear, I could hold on to that and feel safe. I, I, who on does it. he look like there? Is he Luigi? Who the hell does he look like right he there? He does look like Luigi. Right? <laughs> Mario, why don't you not give me any respect? <laughs> what does Luigi say? I don't know. He doesn't talk. He it's doesn't. A me, Luigi. <laughs> Yeah, You're right, know. he doesn't. I don't think we've When ever... do I get to take a princess on a date? <laughs> All right, oh, it's me and Todd again on a Friday night. <laughs> All right. No rain in Philly on Monday. No I'm just rain? Kidding. Okay, good, good. Okay. It's um, going to tube. Come out of tube. Jump out to flag. What are we doing, Mario? It really is intriguing that we don't know what Luigi's voice is. Very, I'm, we need to do a Let deep, me look it up. I'll look it up. We need to do a deep dive into that, okay? Because he Does needs Luigi No, I think talk. I'm nailing Luigi's voice. We need to give Luigi. I just don't know what he says. Well, yeah. I mean, you're just going with high-pitched Italian voice and just saying you're nailing it? Luigi. All right, you keep talking. <laughs> All right, here we go. So the questions what, are so funny. <laughs> Redskins, Eagles, Okay. Um, first thing is, uh, Skins D, I do think we'll be all over the Eagles pass game concepts. Uh, you know that we've talked about this a lot lately. The Eagles pass game, it needs more ideas and schematics. It really does. Uh, right now I just look at it and it's too much of just Carson Wentz standing in there making big right, time. Hold on, hold on. Throws. Yeah. 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 Oh, that. Yeah. 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 Oh, Yahoo! that is it. Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, he rolls his R's really hard. Yeah. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okay, back to you. All right, so. Um, the fact that there's a Luigi soundboard readily accessible on the internet is incredible. It just tells you about the internet. Okie dokie. Go for it, Defense, though, should. I do think we'll be all over the pass game of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, the Eagles showed a little ability to run the ball last week. Okay, that's great. We'll see if Josh Adams can continue that. But, you know, it's a pretty good front four for for the Washington Redskins. I don't think they're just going to steamroll that bunch. Now, the other thing is the Redskins did a pretty good job pass protecting last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Better than I would have expected of them. It was some of the injury issues they've had to deal with. So I look at that and go, you know what? They're going to be able to protect Colt enough to where he's not going to be just under constant duress and they should be able to take advantage of some moments in the passing game against this Philadelphia the Eagles secondary I mean Jay Gruden and the Redskins offense it's not like the most complex thing I've ever seen but it's good it's got everything you need as far as to be successful um so I think because of that I do think the pass the 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 skins pass game can do damage okay but I'm still going to pick the Eagles to win the game, all right? So don't play the thing yet. I'm betting 100 on the Washington Redskins. I think they keep it close. I really do. I think this game is going to be close. I think the only thing that gave me go, okay, Washington covers, but the Eagles win as they go the Eagles at home, and I'm really just going on Carson Wentz. That's all I'm doing. Carson Wentz's going ability to, I think, just stand in there, even though there won't be a ton open, 
He's so amazing at standing in there and making big-time throws that I think he'll just be able to do that a few times. I think they win the game 24-21. When I looked at all of the spreads this week, there really weren't many that made me go, that doesn't make sense. Right. There was a lot of spreads that I looked at and went, that's a little bit too high. Right. I don't want to touch the Chiefs too much, minus 15, Green Bay at 14. It's, it's just so high that I'm not going to put a lot of money on it. And then I saw Washington plus 6.5 against the Eagles, and I thought, in what world are the Eagles 6.5-point favorites over anybody? It's as though they watched Washington Dallas, saw Zeke run and Dak run, and went, man, Washington stinks with Colt McCoy. Yeah. I have the Eagles winning this game 23-19. to 19. Right. That's a Washington cover. Yeah. And I'm putting $150 on Washington. Yeah. One of my bigger bets. Because this is a three-point Eagles win. This is a two-point Eagles win. I do not see the Eagles running away with anything. It's as though they didn't watch the first half of Eagles-Giants. I hear you. And all they did was go, I mean, the Washington defense is so much better than the Giants defense, it's not even close. Mm -hmm. But they had two plays where Amari Cooper ran for nearly 200 yards combined. Right. Name one guy on the Eagles offense that can do that against Washington. Yeah, that's right. There's not a single guy on the Eagles offense that can outrun anybody on the Washington defense. No. I mean, I think Josh Adams would be the fastest guy on your offense right now. And even him, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. All right. So I... I I'm not saying that the Washington Redskins are going to win this game because I think it means more to the Eagles. But I think 10 days for Colt McCoy Why to get adjusted. Why do you think it means more to the Eagles? I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just going, I'm asking you. Because. I'm, all right. Be, the main reason is because it's the same core. And I think You're Washington's still... looking at Colt McCoy and being like, I hope this guy can yeah, do right. it. Yeah. Whereas the Eagles have more pressure on them that if they don't make the playoffs – that they will be, it will be a disappointment. But Washington at least has a built-in excuse. Yes, they oh, do. we lost our quarterback. Right. And I think for the Eagles being at home too, I just think they end up pulling this game out. But I wanted to pick this game like twenty-three, twenty-two. So I, I, I might make Washington a lock. I just don't like making Washington a lock. Yeah. I, I don't like you. locking against the Eagles. I hear you. All right, guys, that's it. You want to do the disagreements, Lefko, or you want me to walk it through? Eleven agreements. Five disagreements. Here are the big disagreements. Sunday at 1 o'clock, you have $100 on Baltimore plus one. I have $50 on Atlanta. That's a $150 swing. Next one, 1 o'clock, you have $100 on Denver minus five. I have $50 on Cincinnati plus five. That's another $150 swing. You're betting on Hugh Jackson. Not really liking that one by me when I say it out loud. Isn't you are taking sometimes when you say it out loud and you just go. Yeah, but I knew that one was crazy. That's why I only did 50. You are doing $100 on Arizona to cover the 14. I am or to to get within 14. I am betting $50 on Green Bay to cover the 14. That is another $150 swing. Then you have $100 on Minnesota to stay within five. Mm. I have 150 for New England to win by more than five. That is a $250 swing. And then lastly, you have $100 on the Chargers to lose by less than three and a half. I have $100 on the Steelers to win by more than three and a half. That is a $200 swing. 
Who are you locking? 150, 150, 150, 250, 200. If my math is right, that is 700. That is $900 in disagreements. Mm. And that is the total gap between us this week. Sounds good. If you win those five so and I lose those I'm five, win. we're tied up. But if not, because, again, I won all five of the disagreements last right, week. Right, right. You would have to do that this week. Yeah. Which of those, by the way, are you most confident in? Which are you least? You're probably most confident in Denver. And are you least confident in Minnesota? Um, yeah, let me see there. Or the Chargers. I am least. All right, so most confident out of just the ones you just mentioned there. Uh, I think I'm most confident. Hmm. That's a tough one there. I'm not sure which one I'm most confident in. Probably Denver against Cincinnati. I guess so. I would say that's probably the one. Here's, I don't know. They're all they're little, all tough. They are. All right, so here's what I'm thinking of going for locks. Yeah, I'd like I, to hear it. I'm going to do Chicago minus four and a half in New York. Gotcha. I am definitely going to do Houston favored by five and a half hosting Cleveland. Gotcha. I... Man, I really want to do New England minus five, but I'm tempted because I want to get an underdog in there to do Buffalo plus four and a half in Miami. Right. I really like the four and a half there. So I'm leaning right now to Chicago, Buffalo, and Houston, which is crazy to have Buffalo there. And then I'm deciding between the Rams minus 10 in Detroit, which feels like I have to do, right. and New England minus five against Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, those are two tough ones. Hmm. I'm going to think about it afterwards. All right. We got one thing left to do here, Lefkow. We do. And because Chris Sims went 5-0 and last week over the phone in his home, he is now having to do guaranteed to lose in the studio. Two weeks ago, you said, I want a different theme each week. That's right. I'd like some different music. And our audio engineer, Nick Grande said, you got it, pal. So put that hat on backwards and get that graffiti can out because it's time that Sims drops GTL and a B. Hey, yo, Sims. Oh, yeah. Where are we starting? You know where we're starting, left cold. We're starting right here in New York City. What, 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 what? what? Giants gonna lose. I mother freaking guaranteed. It's the Chicago Bears. Khalil Mack, you feel me, you deal me, you lose. Sorry, Giants. I like this rap version. Go hey, ahead. I'm going to guess where you going next, and I think you going with the Texans going to win and knock off Baker Mayfield. No. You know it. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. What? yeah. What? Cleveland. What? I don't believe Lynn. You going to Houston. Uh. It's Deshaun Watson. That doesn't rhyme, but you're going to lose anyway. See ya, heavy hitter. If you got a bad girl, you got to send her. I think that's why you trust in Denver. Taking the Bengals, they going down. You putting that one in the ground. Guaranteed uh, to lose. What do you say? I say shut up. You're wrong on this one. Damn. Wrong on this one. You're wrong on this one, okay? Oh, man. I'm going next with... I I know where you going. Where? Uh, to the Big D, Detroit. Yeah, Tell Big about D, them Detroit. Boys. Yeah. Uh. yeah, can't mess with them Rams. Coming off that bye. Too much talent on the field. Say bye-bye, Detroit. Uh, I'm speaking horrible. of bye, we go to fly. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals coming to town, and Aaron Rodgers putting them down. Yeah, you're going down. That's right, Arizona. You're going down. It's too cold for a Cardinal up there in Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Arizona. You're going to lose 
Heavy hitter style. Hey, hey. When I sit on the toilet, I do a poo dance. Everybody knows the Raiders have grew in. What do you think? <laughs> I dare you say that about my coach. Lose? You're not allowed to put poo and grew in the same thing. That's disrespectful poo. to my coach. How dare you do that? Vladimir okay? Putin. But you're right. I'm begging the Raiders to lose. Are you freaking kidding me? This is one of the easiest picks of the week. I guarantee they lose by this one. It's just whether do they lose by 10 or do they lose by 20. I don't know, but they are going to lose. Heavy hitters. I wasn't expecting that. I like it, Nikki J. All right, so your five teams guaranteed Bender to lose are like who, it. Josh? Uh, Giants, Cleveland, Detroit, Arizona, and Oakland. No, I'm laughing about the moment about halfway through the Detroit pick where yeah. you realized that you couldn't rap at all and no rhymes were coming out. I mean, I always knew I couldn't rap. And then you just threw in the towel and just, just were yelling the, the rest of the way. Exactly right. The hell with it. And then left go right. I felt like B-Rabbit there for a second, though. Lefko rhymed Gruden with Putin. Yes. Is that? <laughs> and here we are at the end of the podcast. Yes, we are. All right, awesome. Well, good luck to you this week. Not good luck to you. Are you going to be on television? I am. Which? Uh, they call it NBC. So pregame show. That's what they do. So you're 4-0. 4-0. And you're picking Chargers Pittsburgh. So you're going to pick Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I just got to pick the winner, right? Could he go 5-0? and oh? Yes, we will Shove see. it in Florio's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't want to shove it in Florio's face. I want your ass this weekend, okay? Four sips. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good evening, everybody. And the L-E-F-K-O-E. We'll lose, man. Holla, 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 holla. Enjoy the games, everybody. Going down, let's go.